This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Carm Capriato, Remarkable Results Radio Podcast. Glad to have you here. 100% of our stuff is out on our YouTube channel. Look for Carm Capriato. So not only can you see if you're listening through your normal podcast player and listen to us on audio, if you'd really love to see the expressions that sometimes I come up with or while I'm looking down and writing notes and even my guests always have a great chance to watch us on video. Glad to have you here. I'm at Scruggs Automotive. It's interesting Transformers peer group. So lucky I was invited here. I mean, I only live about 25 miles away way set up the studios if we were at a big event and in the other room there's this peer review going on which is why the transformers group is here and two of the participants are here with me max orsborne washington state of washington hey, what's the city we're about an hour and a half north of seattle okay so it's more like a few small towns okay cool and the company's gateway gateway automotive that's right gateway we also automotive. run bavarian auto house which is a euro specialty shop in burlington washington and Midway Automotive and Tire in Oak Harbor. So all together, how many stores? Five stores. Five stores, different brands. Three different. There's three gateways. Three gateways and a Bavarian. And Midway. And a Midway. Wow. COO. That's right. Got your hands full? Usually. <laughs> I love the fact I just had a chance to observe confidentially part of your observations here for the Scruggs organization. And well done. Well done. You and Melissa. Nice job on that. Also with us is Dave Asquith from AutoStream in the greater Baltimore area. Hello, David. Hello, Colin. David's been on before, just recently, I think within the last month, an incredible episode on your transformation from a carry the big stick to a really nice accountability leader. So there's so much. who you talk to, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for that episode. Hey, plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Apex will build upon the incredible success of Joe's Garage, a full 10-bay working environment. If you earn your living in the auto service aftermarket, then Apex is for you. Hey, for over 30 years, Napa Tracks has made selecting the right shop management system easy by offering the best, most comprehensive SMS in the industry. We'll prove to you that Tracks is the single best shop management system in the business. Find Napa Tracks on the web at N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. What I find fascinating about peer reviews, you know, ask you guys about your takeaways. Because to me, whatever you guys are offering up to Jeff and to Henry from what you found, that's their confidential peer review. But people also take stuff away. Any new idea, Dave, so far that you would take away and bring back to AutoStream? As much as you think you're training your people, you have to train more and get a, a better pulse of that. We're talking to Henry and there's a lot of training that's happening. And yet when you're talking to the people, it's not correlating. And so we have to have a better definition of what is training, how much training are we doing and how effective is it? I'm sorry, that's huge. We can, you can hang up. That's the biggest takeaway for this episode is what is training? I'll see you later, Carl. Thank you. You just dropped the hundred dollar bill on me here. What is training? So I'm checking the box. I got these beautiful training resumes. We're going here. We're doing this and people are coming back, but we're not, but they don't even believe. I think some of the input that you're getting from around the country and you're taking away is they don't even consider it training. Right. How would that be? Is it possible that before we send our people out, we have to say, listen, here's the disciplines you need to bring to this training. I want you to take notes. If it's not on paper, it could be on a tablet. And I want you to come back. You need to give a 15-minute update on the training that you took to your people. And then you need to become that single source that people go to 
for the next six, eight months. We have a problem. You just took this class. We need to go to you. There needs to be some pressure on the individual who we sent to training. Maybe part of checking a box that they went to training isn't what it's all about. What do you think about that? Am I right? I'd say so. I, I think that we're on the right track with this. As David mentioned, you don't know until you hear about it. So I don't know that I can really give honest feedback until I go and speak with my organization, be proactive and make sure that they feel supported and qualified in their positions. So you're ready to ask them and you're prepared for the answers? Absolutely. I mean, that's huge. What do we know what training really is? We're concerned that there's not enough owners and technicians that are going to training. Yes, I do all kinds of sure. episodes with trainers. What's the biggest problem? The same. We see the same people. And so there's not enough of the others, but the culture and the businesses don't necessarily lean into wanting to provide training, but don't check the box. It's got to work from the day we decide that we're going to the day we go and then many days afterwards. So maybe the training discipline process is not just go and come back and go and come back. No matter what kind it is, if it's leadership training, process training, technical training, service advisor training, we have to take that, if you will, as an ingredient. I love blueberry or buttermilk pancakes. I always think of that. I made my own thing and I think of the critical, excuse me, of putting all the right things in it to get the real good results at the end. It's more than just the flour sure. and the buttermilk. It's every, all my other secret things that I put in it. I'm getting hungry, Tom. Are we onto something here, Max? I'd say we're onto something. And I think that it ties into what I would have considered to be a big takeaway. Not that we've been out there too long yet, but one thing that I identified was lack of defined leadership. Unless it's reinforced, I don't think that people can consistently understand who, who they're supposed to report to. And if that happens, there's no way to hold accountability. Lack of accountability can lead to lapses in, in what you've learned. That's huge, by the way. I wrote that down and, and I have it here on a piece of paper. And David, it would behoove me not to ask this almost every interview. Do your people know who they report to? Do your people know who they report to? And everyone who's listening is, they're shaking, they're driving down the highway, get on the treadmill and they're saying, sure they do. <laughs> I think right in this room, we start realizing maybe in a small company, okay? But when you start getting into the size companies that we have here, five, six, seven, eight locations, well, how many of you guys have? Would you go back to your team and slowly start to go to your store managers and ask them who do they report to? I mean, do they know that? I mean, there's an org chart. Everybody's got an org chart. But then if there's an org chart and everybody sees it and they still, I'm not sure. Wow. It's like slapped upside the head. One of the challenges with a growing organization is people staying in their lanes and also knowing who's accountable for what. And in our organization, it's taken a couple years of pain points to stay in each other's lanes. And hey, who are you going to call? Who are you copying on this email? Who are you reaching out to? Who's got the coverage? Who's the responsibility? And what we've seen, and this is probably our fifth visit across the country, is to answer your question, Carm, probably 85 to 90% of the organizations that are past the small point would struggle with that answer because there's too many unknown variables. This person used to be my boss. They got promoted. This person, I don't even know who got promoted. I don't know who's really responsible for that. And as you're adding all these new positions, as you are growing, it becomes even more and more difficult to assign task and responsibility and forget the fact that your people on the counter who have 90 other things going on are going to forget to fly or carbon copy someone else on the email that should have been copied. I believe that a pretty significant part of continual understanding of 
who's in charge and who you report to is FaceTime. If you're not present, if you're not constantly around, it's you're easy to forget. That could happen to anybody. Be with your people, breathe into them what you want them to be, and you, you're a leader. Breathe into them. Huge. I love the metaphors that, that end up coming off of this show. Breathe into them. I'm inspired. You got a pretty important job. What do you do? I breathe inspiration, confidence, policy, procedure into my people directly into your, wow, thank you for that. <laughs> We're inventing. We're creating. Your responsibility, your owners, you guys as the COOs, general managers, it's that what I'm hearing is the lack of transparency and or communication. Somebody got promoted, but nobody knew how, what, when, where. It's like, do you have to wait for the owner to go to you or are you, should you be taking the lead? How would that work? Got to over-communicate from that aspect, make sure that everyone understands the why, the how, what the choices were behind it. There's people that are going to feel slighted. We just went through that in our organization as we made a replacement of an area manager. And I failed in my communication because I made some poor assumptions. And you can't ever assume. And yeah. we learned that at a young age, right? Hey, what's a assume mean? Yeah, and yeah. the more we assume, we, we don't want to do that. So we got to ask the questions before we actually make the announcement, make sure everyone's comfortable, and then help the people that are uncomfortable become comfortable in why the decision was made as it was. That's what I wrote down. Assume. If you have an owner, there's a major change in the business. It seems to me that your job is to say, who's going to tell everybody, me or you? Sometimes you have to say, how do we sell this? And you don't want someone saying one thing, you saying another, and then an individual who's down at whatever level, two or three levels down. You know how that stuff travels and it never becomes the same story? Four people removed? Sure. Came a telephone. Breathed. Breathe it into your people. Who would be responsible for a big move in the company, Max? You or the owner? In creating the move or communicating the move? Well, both. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure... You probably have a say in moves. Absolutely. I mean, it comes down to just like we need to be present with our direct reports. You also need to take it upon yourself to be present with, with who you report to or have a, have a close working relationship with the owner and things are defined as necessary. How often do you hang with your or spend time with your direct reports? Every week, once a week, at least. 45 minutes to an hour and a half, depending on the topic. So breathing that information into them is part of your responsibility. And they're probably going to say, what do I need to know, Dave, right? Sure. And what's on your mind? Equally, if not more important, what are we working on? And what do you have? Are there any pain points that we need to address as a team? Kind of reminds me of what you see in politics today. Talking points. Something happens in politics and you hear the same people from either side say the same thing for the next week because everyone comes up with what are we going to do or say about this and it seems to me that if there was a change any kind of change in the business if it's a new product even a, even a new new place you're going to open up people can say wow what's going on well we're growing you got to tell your people what it is that they need to tell not only the customers the public their people maybe we're not doing they're not doing a good job of that it seems I don't think that we do a good job, to your point, on communicating to everybody. We think that we're hitting and that the game of communication is going to get down to the other layers as you're talking about. And then as you talked about that message change and it changes and it changes. And then you start hearing 
rumblings from underneath and from the three or four layers down and where's the confusion coming from and so to max's point the more present you are to try to answer those questions whether it would be in the team meetings or the morning huddles or something like that if you have a big announcement you should be out there in person making that announcement and making sure everyone knows the why hey carm here and remember if you earn your living in the automotive aftermarket then Apex is for you. And I've got great news. Registration for Apex 2023 is open, and there's an early bird deal until June 2023. Register for only $40. The very special space inside Apex is Joe's Garage, and it's growing strong with special displays from our industry's best companies. You'll find working bays with the latest in equipment and tools. And Apex just finalized the training schedule for owners, technicians, and service advisors. Apex will have the industry's top class and trainers in a new setting this year. Each year, the classes sell out. So get signed up at aapexshow.com. And a highlighted Apex is meeting top industry execs ready to talk with you about your business needs, parts, programs, and tools. Also plan on spending time in the garage with the 10 working bays and the latest diagnostic tools, shop management systems, tire servicing, and demonstrations from the best tool and equipment companies. So plan to be at Apex 2023, October 31st through November 2nd. Head to aapexshow.com and I'll see you there. Let's face it, your shop management system is the single most important tool in your shop, period. Napa Tracks was built from the ground up to make your business more profitable and efficient. We provide an extensive set of tools to increase and track profitability in real time. Napa Tracks offers the industry's best post-sale support, hands down, and we train your people on-site. Yep, on-site. And we offer remote refresher training 10 times a week, and customer support is open six days a week. Give us a call, visit the website, or join our Facebook community today to learn more. We'll prove to you that Trax is the single best shop management system in the business. Napa Trax is always customized and tailored for you, whether you're a one-man shop or a large multi-bay or multi-location company. After all, it's your shop, so it's your choice. Visit us on the web at NapaTrax, that's N-A-P-A-T-R-A-C-S dot com. I'm your boss, Max. We're sitting down. We're talking, hey, we're going to do this. It's going to happen Monday and everything. And I walk away. I'm assuming that you've got this. We didn't talk about what to say, what to do, anything else. Didn't give you any background on this. I just told you what's going to happen. And then I, as the owner, just walk away and says, I know Max is gone. He didn't breathe (laughs) into you exactly what you needed to know to sustain you into the future. And we've got these gaps of information flow, of communication stuff. I think this is a huge takeaway. For every CEO who's listening to this, who is growing and knows that someday they're going to need a COO, general manager in their company, and they were never went to school to figure out, how am I going to lead this individual? And and not only are you the COO, you also have area managers under you that have stores because you have a a nine-store organization and soon to be 15, right? Yes. And a boy. Speak it into existence, Carl. I'm breathing growth. <laughs> Breathe it into me. <laughs> It'll love it. I'm happy you guys like that one. That's, it's, it's that's huge. Uh, hopefully every time I say that word, I'm going to say it. Pay homage to Max. Pay homage to Max. There we go. How do we lead our team so we're unified? Very rarely is there an instance where there's too much communication. Clarity is the most important thing if you want everybody rowing in the same direction. One of the most important things. So you're telling me stuff. I'm your report. And for me, it's not clear. 
Am I encouraged to say, can you go over that again? I don't really understand. Can you shape that up a little differently? Do our people who report to us really know that they have the freedom to help us dig in when they leave the meeting, they leave the phone call, whatever it is that they know? Do we as the leaders say, okay, repeat it back to me? I don't think I've ever said that phrase to any of them. Based on experience, I, I feel like my people absolutely feel comfortable asking for clarification. Not only that, but all the FaceTime that, that you need to be spending with them, you should be able to read your people. If they don't understand, you should know. Well, I'm going to jump off to a different topic, but this is great. Could be a recurring theme on our, on our shows, but peer reviews. Let's talk about peer reviews. Maybe that has a lot to do with communications and being together on one page. How often do you sit down with a store manager? and talk to them about their performance, anything that they need to know, where they're headed, where their career is, what opportunities that they have. At the moment, with the amount of direct reports that I have, I'm able to do that weekly. We're able to touch base weekly, review, you know, review metrics, discuss direction, new ideas, anything like that. We will go more in depth, usually once a month, if necessary. But I get a lot of FaceTime with my people, and we're usually not just sitting there talking about the weather. Although I like a fair amount of it to be becoming familiar with them and vice versa. A lot, the majority of that time, you know, spent on, on the direction of the organization. That weekly visit, how long is it? Anywhere from, I try not to just do a little drive by 20, 30 minutes. It's generally anywhere from an hour to, to half a day. So you're inside the place and you're hanging out sooner or later after a couple of hours, your wallpaper. They don't even know you're there. Right. Yeah. I get to observe. I get to, like Dave was talking about, even down a level, just speaking with the people, making sure that I'm seen, making sure that our goals are being followed, that our vision is being followed by not just my direct reports, but the organization as a whole. You ever ask them, how am I doing? Sometimes. I think they're pretty, in my organization, they're pretty forthcoming with that. If there's something I'm not doing the way they'd like me to, most of them don't hesitate to let me know. The ones who hesitate to let me know, I'll just assume that what everybody else told me applies to that person as well. What's the right number of reports you can lead and manage? You have five, Dave. How many do you have? I'm five right now. You have five too. Five area managers? Controller, area managers, production, training managers, things like that. Okay. But no store managers? No, not directly. In your case, they're store managers, right, Max? Right. Is five, could you handle six or seven? I can handle six or seven, sure. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, as it stands right now, I work directly with the foreman in a lot of cases too. Not as regularly as with the... The location managers, but we do. If I went to a foreman at a store and asked him who he reports to, what would he say? I would hope he would say the store manager. (laughs) Right. There are instances where they reach out directly to me. I haven't run into a situation where that feels like it's an overstep or going around their manager. I think that's a product of the fact that I am involved with them. But you need to know what's going on with that shop foreman because... You control the levers of processes and systems. I mean, not that the store manager can't fix and change and do what's right for that environment, that store, those assets there. You'll never know if universally we have to change some things if you aren't involved with that. I mean, your store manager knows that even though you're talking to the other people in the place, you're not looking to circumvent him or her. Okay. One of the benefits of the amount of FaceTime that I'm promoting is a certain amount of trust. From you to them, they to you. Every direction. Got trust it. needs to flow in every yeah. direction. It's brilliant. Another brilliant takeaway. Building sure. trust. You're welcome. So what about in your environment, David? It's it's a little different. Lot more stores. You don't have store managers reporting to you. So you have five reports. Can you handle more? We believe seven is the number, up to seven. 
that you can effectively lead. SEALs teams have seven people, the best of the best in the world. So we use that as our model to have seven. There was one time that I had a dozen and it was way too much. I just don't think you can be in a relationship model. And that word gets thrown around a lot. Relationship model with your clients, relationship model with your internal clients. And there's no way, to your point, at 12 people that you're going to remember all the little things that matter to the individual. And you do want that relationship, that trust. And I think if you can compartmentalize it where it is no more than seven, you're going to be a more effective leader. How are you teaching your people to lead, Max? I'd say just through conversation. I try to lead by example. I trust that my leaders are going in the same direction. I do it by speaking with some of their direct reports. And in some of our meetings, I directly address some strengths and some weaknesses in the leadership. And we sit there and we talk it out until there's an agreement. How are we teaching our people to be leaders? First of all, we talk about responsibility. And everything that happens in your purview is your responsibility. And most people don't accept that or believe that. They're going to make excuses or reasons why. And my favorite quote is, if the son swears, strike the father. So at the end of the day, if my people aren't doing as they're supposed to be doing, if they're doing the wrong things, if their people aren't doing as they're supposed to be doing, that accountability and responsibility stops and ends with us. And by having that level of responsibility and having those tough discussions, I think we make better leaders. I know we do. Rod Olson was on, I, I think you guys have seen, have you seen Rod? Yes. Uh, through, through Dan? Did a great episode with him. And one of the things that he said inside of that episode was it's about parenting. And it hit me so hard that I wrote a blog on it and I'm kind of getting on my little soapbox about it. We got great attitude. An individual has been with us a long time, ready, truly ready to be a, a store manager is exemplary and everything else. But in the back of our minds, we know that we don't go to school for leadership. We should. And there is a lot of courses out there and there's a lot of help we can get, but it doesn't seem like leadership was an inherent thing that we learned through our, our lifetime. And I keep thinking on my soapbox about this, that if we have some people that need a little bit, a kick, and we could explain to them is, is you got kids leading your people here. It's like parenting and will a light go on for them? It's an analogy that is used quite often, but the question is, can they draw the parallel for how they would parent versus the employee? And the I think for yeah. a lot of parents, hey, it is going back to where we were a couple of weeks ago. As soon as I say, because I'm your dad, yeah. right? Like, stop doing that behavior. Whereas we're in an at-will state and people are doing what they want to do because they feel like they have certain leverages in the business. Yeah, but do as I say, because I'm your dad. I get that. If the discipline isn't working somehow and you have to ultimately say that because I am the supreme ruler, I am the power person, you, your bed exists because of me. We don't do that in business today. And I'm not sure every person who's a parent needs to gets there. I mean, it, let's talk about the formative years of parenting where you're really trying to show direction to a, a, a child and, and give them a, a head start without, they're not going to take discipline when they're eight or nine years old. Maybe they will. Maybe there's a timeout, but maybe we have to give employees timeouts. I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of funny thinking. Sure. There's not a right, wrong way to parent, I think. Yeah. And, but when you're talking about the formative years, it is the patience yeah. and... Am I setting the, the right example? Exactly. You know, hey, listen, sit down over here. I got to talk about, you know, what you just did the other day. You know, you kicked little Johnny in the face when he was out. You guys are playing in the sandbox. That's just not the right thing to do. That's parenting and it's teaching. And it's almost like, can we crash through what leadership skills are in many of our 
store manager roles. And we, we, man, you're not there. You're just doing the sign of the cross, hoping that they make a lot of great decisions, just like you would, Max, just like you would, David, right? Yeah. And anyway, I thank you for letting me run this by you, even though it's an off-the-wall concept. I still do believe that people, every once in a while, they need a spark of something that changes them, that they can grab onto. And I'm not saying it's like parenting works for everyone, but it could be an interesting way for a leader, an owner, a general manager, goes to a person who's a superstar in all the right ways, except on how they're leading their team. Sure. And what is that one spark that gets them to think a little wider or a little deeper? Wow. Is there any secrets to hiring, Max? Not that I can share here, no. Okay. Okay. You're tough. I can help Max, though. You got to have people doing business with people that they like. And if you like the person in the interview, regardless of what their skill sets were, you can, to your point, teach how to be very successful in this industry. But you had to like the person that you're going to be hiring. If you have any flags, we just interviewed a tech and my production and training manager is like, I just don't know. His attitude just wasn't great first time around. Okay, let's talk to him again. And if you still feel that way after he's met the team, that he's probably not the right fit. But first impressions matter. And I think sometimes we discount the first impressions, especially as we're interviewing. I think that's huge. Do you think? Oh, I agree. And full disclosure, I've been completely wrong on first impressions before. I mean, it happens. You're only human. I'd say, I, I wouldn't say that this is the most important trick for hiring, but an important concept is you have to be willing to identify when you were wrong and make an adjustment. I've told this story in the past with my lead team back in the day, probably 25 years ago. It came to me after I struggled wanting to make the decision to terminate someone that I thought was going to be perfect for my company and it didn't work out culturally. And I hesitated. I was waiting for the day that they were going to have their own come to Jesus meeting with themselves and realize all this. And they came, it's, just, it's about time, boss. And then there was one other time where the, the leadership team came and said, it's us, or the, uh, it's us or him. And those are very humbling moments, to your point, where you have to admit that you made a mistake. Well, accountability can go both directions. Yeah. And Carm, I'm stealing this, but I love the terminology, free up their future. Yeah. Right? And at the end of the day, if it's not a good fit, then they don't have a future with you. Wow. Do you guys live by any special values, Max? Of course. I mean, stay true to what you believe. And go through every day, making sure that the actions follow with your own vision. Great. Wow. Don't ask me to follow that one up. It's no, too good. I can't. Show over. You are brilliant. Pearls of wisdom. Honest to God, I can't believe it. Amazing stuff coming out of this guy. Your first time on the show. Maybe it won't be your last. He has That's very high EQ, Carm. Thanks for coming all this way to come to the buff here. Did you see Niagara Falls yet? Not yet. We're going... We're going after after yeah. this. Cool. Did you bring your passport? I did. Good. So you can go to the Canadian side. Gonna, that's the million that's dollar view. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard. That's the million dollar view. You got to go there and see it. Hey, listen, guys, I had a blast. I learned so much. And I believe our audience learned some things. Max Orsborn from Washington State for Gateway Automotive, five stores, 15 years in the business, you had told me. That's right. And one of the things that you were talking about a little earlier, which I, we didn't cover, and I think it would be the confidence that you have in having gone out and done two peer reviews to come back and to realize all the net worth and value that you can bring back to your company. Right. I find an incredible value in finding people who are on or above your level. I think that the principle of keeping company with people who are equally yoked is huge. 
incredibly valuable. Yeah, fly with the eagles, right? I mean, at the end of the day, these peer groups, they will raise your level of expectation and you get to see how high is up by looking at other people that are doing what you're doing to a tremendous level of success. Thank you for that great summary. Dave Asquith, Auto Stream, Greater Baltimore, nine stores, soon to be 15. I don't know how you're going to pull that off in a year, but okay, okay. I understand. Takes time. <laughs> I believe you learned a ton of stuff today. My listener who's listening to us, who's watching our video and do me a favor. Now go out, take them ideas and get it done. Thanks guys. Thanks Carl. You bet. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time.